Good morning. That's pretty weak. Good morning. Good morning. All right. It is good. Uh, man, what a wonderful day it is. Happy Fourth of July. Uh, you know, we, we think about freedom in that. Uh, I think about hamburgers and hot dogs in that. It's good. No, I'm joking. It's, it's good. Uh, uh, usually Fourth of July is a time to gather and, and be with people, right? And, and uh, what a blessing that is. Uh, what a blessing it is that we have the freedom that we have. But you know what? I was, it laid on my heart pretty heavy this morning. Man, we have freedom in this country, but our freedom is not in this country. Our freedom is in Jesus Christ. And what a blessing that is. And it's good uh, that we have that. Uh, welcome to Beach Rally, an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I love that that is our church. And if you have questions about that, talk with me afterwards. Because that's our church, and uh, we we are all about being about Jesus and God's Word. And uh, so, welcome. If you're new with us this morning, welcome. Uh, we would love for you to stick around afterwards. Uh, Beach Ryan, at Beach Ryan, it's not a big deal to stay till 4 with no lunch. We're not asking you to do that the first week, because that's a stretch. Okay, uh, We had to work up to that, our family did, and we still struggle sometimes at 4 in the afternoon with no lunch. So, but uh, stick around. We'd love to get to know you. It's great that you're here with us this morning. We are blessed by you being here. And um, so, so welcome. We're in the book of John. Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, is where we are. Um, we've been on quite a journey with Jesus in John, chapter 6. We, uh, we've got to experience some miracles that Jesus has been doing. We got to see uh, Jesus feed the 5,000. And really it was more like 20,000 because it was talking about the men. But when you add all the women and children to that, he probably fed 20,000 plus with five loaves and two fish. That evening, Jesus went up on the mountain. And the disciples went and got in a boat and set out into the sea three to four miles. And the wind started blowing, and the waves started crashing, and, and the disciples got a little worried when they saw something coming across the water. And it was Jesus. And, and Jesus calmed the storms as soon as He got in the boat, but it says that the disciples willingly accepted Him into the boat. And then immediately, they were, they were going where they were going. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And then, and then we, we talked last week about that, that they sought out Jesus. The masses sought Him out. And, they, and they, they finally found Him. And I don't think they figured out how He got there. But they finally found Him as they crossed over. And they started asking Jesus some questions. And we got into some depth of, of what Jesus gives them in this teaching. And we're going to continue on in it today. And I pray it's good. I pray it's good. So we're going to be in John chapter 6, verses 51 through 71. Uh, but before we read it, I ask you this every time. Why did John write this gospel? Why did John write this gospel? And he gives us great insight into why he wrote it in John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, 
and believing, you'll have life in His name. I love that verse. I love that. And that's how I want us to read this Gospel of John because it is, it is good. It is good. Let's go to him in prayer and we'll, we'll do some reading. Father God, I thank You so much for this morning. I thank You for Your love. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You that we can turn to it and, and gain understanding and grow. Lord, I pray that, that our ears and our hearts are just ready to hear Your Word, God. I pray that the Spirit is just uh, so overwhelming in this place. Lord, I pray that we leave here changed because we're seeking You all the more. Lord, I thank You that we have this Gospel. That we have this Gospel to read from and understand that Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And Lord, I pray that we, that we believe that wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John chapter 6, verse 51. And we're going to read um, the rest of chapter 6 uh, to verse 71. And then we're going to work our way through I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogues as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe, and who would betray Him. And He said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to Me unless it has been granted to Him by My Father. From the time many of His from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of, God, the, Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, 
Did I not choose you? The twelve, and one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. We got some depth going on there, don't we? We got some depth. Jesus is giving quite a teaching here. Jesus is laying it out. And I, and I want you to understand that he was speaking to his disciples. Not just the twelve, but followers. Followers. It, it wasn't people who, who weren't seeking Jesus. It was people who were seeking Jesus. They were following and Jesus gives him this, this teaching, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of His blood, you have no life in you. I want you to put yourself there. I think it's okay to say, Jesus, you're, you're kind of talking funny. I, 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 I don't get what you're saying. That's kind of gross, Jesus. You want me to eat of your flesh? Because truly, these disciples were thinking that. You want me to eat your flesh and drink your blood? That's a little... That, that's gross, Jesus. I, I, how else are they going to look at it? Right? Because we go on and they say... And, and he says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. What do you mean? I'll live forever if I cut you up right now? has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last days. Now you're talking about heaven, Jesus. Now, now you're talking about heaven, and my, my, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. <clears throat> Jesus, what are you saying? I, I mean, seriously, I, I try to put myself as these, these followers of Jesus. Maybe the twelve had some understanding. But as these followers are listening to this teaching, he says, He who eats my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me and I in him. Well, yeah, if I eat your flesh, you, you are in me. Yeah. As the living Father sent me. Now you're talking about heaven again. You're talking about God. And I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. I don't get it. Can you see the disciples standing there saying, I don't get it. I don't know what you're saying. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your father ate the manna. Now, now I understand that, right? We talked about last week that, that my guess is these people were boastful that their fathers got to eat the manna. They, they got to be part of what God sent down from heaven and it filled their physical bodies. It gave them bread. And so they, now this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. What do you mean, Jesus? What are you saying? What are you saying? These things He said in the synagogues, He was teaching it, right? He, he, he put it out there for all who would hear that He is the bread of life. He who eats of Him and drinks of His blood will have life. 
Verse 60, therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? I'm going to be honest with you. Monday I sat down and I was reading this and I read it and I read it and I read it and I read it and, read it and I'm like, Jesus, I'm with them. I'm with them. I, I, this is a hard teaching. This is a hard teaching if you stop reading right there. If you don't read anymore, you're like, I don't get this. If you went up to a non-believer and you said you need to eat of Jesus and drink of His blood, I think they'd give you a funny look. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you mean, Jesus? I'm supposed to eat of you. Therefore, many of His disciples, when they heard this, said this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in Himself that His disciples murmured about this, He said to them, does this offend you? Yes, Jesus, it offends me. You're telling me to eat you and drink you. Yes, it offends me. Can we be honest in this reading right now? I mean, I think it's okay to put ourselves as the disciples so that we can gain understanding as to what Jesus is trying to say. What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before. Woo. Okay, now we're talking about heaven again, Jesus. What do you mean a sin? A little prophecy going on? Yeah. Jesus is preparing him. Hey, what if you see me ascend to heaven? What, what will you say then? What do you say? Let's see. Verse 63 for me ties it all together. When we get to verse 63, I can gain understanding. And, 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 I, and Jesus was trying to bring understanding to His followers, to His disciples. 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. It's not about eating. It's not about eating the bread or drinking the blood. We're going to take communion here today. And I'm going to get into this a little more then. But Jesus is not talking about communion here. Jesus is not talking about eating the bread and drinking the cup of communion. He's talking about Him. He's talking about spirit. He's talking about consuming yourself with Him. He's talking about denying your flesh and being all about Him. That, that when, the life, when life comes at you, that you consume yourself with Him, not of the world. You don't consume yourself with the things that, that pleasure the flesh or to, to fill the flesh, to, to fill those desires of... To, Food for the belly or whatever it is, right? Or the pleasures of sin. Because most sin is pleasure, isn't it? Yeah. But there are some of you who don't believe. Jesus starts speaking great truth here. I'm going to speak some truth too. There may be some in this church that this verse right here applies to. 
don't feel like I'm looking at you. I feel like I just need to look at the ground when I say that. But, but there are some of you who do not believe. Are there some in churches that, that, that come? Uh, they come every Sunday, but they, they never believe. Are there people in churches across the world who, who just come, but they never believe? For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray Him. I'm going to get serious here because life is in Him. The only way to the Father is through Jesus, the Son. Somebody in our church said something the other day that really stuck with me. They know Him as a Savior, but they don't know Him as Lord. My family yesterday gathered up for Fourth of July, and we had a big... fixing whatever we ate together, and it was a good day. But after we were all just sitting around and talking and everything, uh, one of my family members uh, started talking about some things that I used to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> and I spoke up after we all laughed, and I said, that was the old man. And they said, you were a Christian. I was a disciple. I was one of these disciples who were following to seek Jesus. I tried doing it all right. I followed because it was the right thing to do. Because my dad drug me to church every Sunday morning and every Sunday night and every Wednesday night. And I'll tell you what, I was pretty good at Decide. When the right people were around, I could act the part. I, I would even, at, at high school rodeos, man, I wanted to be the guy up there at the announcer's booth that got to say the prayer for the whole rodeo. And I'll tell you, my dad kind of looked at me when I said, that was the old man. And he looked at me funny like, you were, you were a Christian. No, no, I was not Christ-like. And I told him, you know what? I was a fan. I was a fan of Jesus. It's kind of like, like uh, your favorite sports player. right? You may know everything about them. You may know every statistic about them. You may know how fast they run a 40-yard dash. whatever. You may know how many kids they have if they're married. You may know everything about them. But they don't know you. That was me. I knew a lot about Jesus. But I never made him my Lord until later in life. And I told my dad, I was a fan. I told everybody there, that's when, that's when I was a fan of Jesus. But now I'm a follower. Now he's my Savior and he's my Lord. And I, I had to make that decision. My dad couldn't make it for me. My church couldn't make it for me. I had to make the decision to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God.
And when I did that, then I became a Christian. I became Christ-like. And I still mess it up. Just, just come to my house for a day. <laughs> You'll see how bad I mess it up. But I know His grace covers me. I know that I'll be okay. I know that I am saved. I know that I can stand in the assurance of Jesus because I consume Him. I eat of His flesh and drink of His blood. But when I was just a fan, I just used Him when I needed Him. I would sit in the pew and try real hard to be Christian. You don't have to try hard. Listen to me, you don't have to try hard. You just have to give him your life. You just have to give him your life. And I want you to hear that this morning. Because I struggled for a long time to give him my life. You see, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I want to hit on this real quick because he says it. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless he has been granted to him by my Father. We talked about this last week, that there are two teachings in this chapter. Those that are called, they are absolutely called, they are chosen. And the other side of this teaching is, is that we have to give our life to him. And we do, we have to give our life to him, but we can't. See, uh, verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. That makes me sad inside. Because there are some who will enter the doors of this church who will never allow Jesus to be their Lord. And they will go back and walk with him no more. I don't want that. I don't want that for any person who ever steps in these doors. I don't want that for any person who ever steps in front of me. I want people to know that Jesus is the Son of God. And that he is the Christ. And so that they can give their life to him. You see, they went and walked no more. But then he addresses the twelve. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? Good question. I'm asking you all right now, do you want to go away? Or are you going to say what Peter says? Because Peter lays it out here. Peter lays it out, and I love this. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? To where shall we go? Right? Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Do you believe it? Say amen if you believe it. Amen. amen, right? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's not dead. He is living. Are we saying those words? Are we saying those words? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe that? Do you believe that when you believe that, you have life? 
You know, when you break it all down, it seems so simple. It seems so simple, but yet, why did I fight it so much? Why did I fight it so much to give up my life to Him? And I still fight it sometimes. Every day. Every day that I the flesh pick up the cross and follow Him. Because it says daily. Daily, i got to do it. But I'm telling you, once you give your life to Him and believe that He is the Christ, the Son of God, you are saved. And I want every person to know that this morning. I want every person to know that that's what it's all about. Eternal life. Because He says, when you are in Me, I am in you. And you have eternal life. Because we get to a pretty hard teaching now. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? What do you do with that? Set it down, close the Bible, and just go on. He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. That's a hard teaching. And I've struggled with it all week. And I have come up with several different answers. And I didn't like any of them. <laughs> I'm going to share with you my opinion. And, and you can disagree with me if you would like. It's okay. Let's talk though if you do disagree. Because I would like to hear your, your opinion. Jesus had not died and rose from the grave yet. The Comforter had not come back yet. The Holy Spirit was not in any of the twelve. God made us as a temple to hold the Holy Spirit in us. And then He seals us. Judas didn't have that. Jews didn't have the Holy Spirit sealing him, and so in that could a demon enter him. I say yes. I say a demon could enter him, and he fulfilled prophecy because of the demon. That's why Jesus says he's a devil. He's not the devil, but a devil. But I want to tell you, we don't have to fear that. We don't have to fear that. We don't have to fear of being a devil because the Holy Spirit comes into our temple and seals us. No demon can enter. See, there was prophecy that needed to be fulfilled. And it was fulfilled. So yes, he was one of the twelve. And yes, he was a devil. Is Judas saved? I don't know. Find out when we get there, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But what I want you to know, though, that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit when you come to Him. When you confess Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you are saved. What a blessing that is. As we go back to, to John 20, 31, but these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Believing you have life in His name. 
It doesn't get any better, guys. And if you're sitting here today as a follower like these disciples, uh, following to seek desires of the flesh, I want to encourage you to open up your heart to your Lord. I don't want anybody leaving this church and never coming back to Christ. If it ain't about this church, it's about Him. And so I want to encourage you that if you're seeking, keep seeking. Open your heart to Him. Let Him be, let him be the Lord of your life. Yeah. And if you need help with that, if you need prayers, we are here for you to encourage you in this journey. Because we do want you to consume Jesus. And that's what He's saying. That's what He's saying. So let me encourage you. If you have not done that, I want you to do it. And we're going to give you an opportunity to be baptized. We're going to have a river baptism, I think, maybe on July 30th. Would that work in everybody's schedule? Just raise your hand. Yes. All right, July 30th. <laughs> July 30th at my house our house, we are going to have a river baptism. If you have not been baptized and you want to be baptized, that's the day. We'll do it sooner if you want. If you want to do it today, we'll fill one up. But also, July 30th, at our house, we're going to have a big meal and we're going to do some baptisms and we're just going to have some fun and celebrate Jesus Christ. And so I want you to start praying about it. If you have not been baptized, I want you to start singing it. First, though, come to Him. First, come to Him. Give Him your life. And then be baptized. And if you haven't been baptized, we want to encourage you to do that. Right on your calendars, July 30th. All are invited. Invite your friends. Invite the non-believer, alright? Because <laughs> it's good. Bring them. July 30th. Uh, I was going to ask if that actually really worked, but we're going to just make it happen. So, write that on your calendars. But I want to encourage you, if you need prayers this morning, come forward. Come forward. If you're giving your life to Him, come forward. If you're struggling with something in your life, come forward. I want to pray with you. The elders want to pray with you. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for this teaching. I thank You for this teaching. And Jesus, we know that You were speaking of the Spirit. That it is in You that we have life. No other way. No other way. When we give You our life, You abide in us and we abide in You. And that is so awesome. Father, I pray that if there's anybody that's struggling like I was, that, that didn't quite understand what it was all about to give their life to You and allow You to be their Lord, I just pray that their heart opens right now. I pray that their heart just, just completely opens to You. And Lord, they be moved. Maybe moved to just seek you with their whole being, with everything they have. And they not be okay with just being a fan. Lord, we don't want to be a fan of you. We want to be a true father. God, I pray that this morning. I pray that your love just pour out right here. And that we leave here today changed. And we leave here today boasting in You. God, I thank You that we can do that. Lord, I pray if anybody needs a prayer today, come up. 
and they seek those prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise team, come on up. Is that what we're doing? All right. Well, we didn't talk about this, so we're going to go into communion. Is that what we're doing? All right. Sweet. And then we're going to sing afterwards. Is that what we're doing? Sweet. Okay, that's what we're doing. All right. <laughs> I asked right before I came up. We figured it out. All right. Um, as I said earlier, that Jesus talks about eating of the, of the flesh, drinking of the blood. And let me just say, if you have it on your heart to come up here and pray with me, we're going to do that here in just a minute. So don't lose that, all right? We're going we're gonna to come up here and pray. But we talked about Jesus laying it out for us of eating of the, of the flesh and drinking of the blood. And, and, and we have that later on. But at this point, Jesus had not been crucified. He, he, he had not been laid in the grave. There was no flesh and no blood to take part of. And John, absolutely, Jesus is speaking of just consuming ourselves with Him. And that's what we should do. Later on, it, 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 Paul gives us a great teaching of communion. Lord's table. When we take part in taking this bread and drinking of this cup, it becomes about the cross and what is done for us. It becomes about the tomb and Jesus laying in there. But more than that, God raising Him from the dead. And when we take communion, uh, He says to do it often. And we feel like we take it often. We take it once a month. We try to anyways. And what's awesome about Beach Island taking communion it is for all believers who come through that door. That you are part of the body. That you are invited to, to take the bread and drink of the cup and remember what Jesus has done for you. And celebrate that He is not still in a grave. Celebrate that God raised Him from the dead. And that His mercy and grace pours out on you. And that's the only reason we have true life. Because of Him. And when you take this bread and this cup, you can know that you're forgiven and that you have the assurance of everlasting life when you call upon Him. So I'm going to invite the elders to come up front with the uh, bread and the cup. And, and um, Grandma Judy, will you play piano for us? Awesome. Um, and I just want you to take your time. I'm going to pray on the bread and the cup, and I just want you to take your time. You take it when you want. You pray if you want. You seek Him if you want. You just take your time to partake in this sacrament that Jesus has given us to take part in, to remember that He died for you. And that He loves you so much. God loves you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. Yes, for the one sitting beside you, but for you. For you. And I want you to know that this morning. Father God, I thank You that You sent Your Son to die for us. 
Jesus, you, you, you came and walked this earth in the flesh. You were 100% God and 100% man. And you gave us these great teachings to just draw from, to know who you are. And prophecy was fulfilled. They beat you, spit on you, and you took it, Jesus. You took it, and then they hung you on a cross and crucified you. The perfect sacrifice so that our sins can be washed away and we can be white as snow in the eyes of our Father. Thank you. And, and, and I thank you, God, that you rose Him from the grave three days later. And, he's, and, and Jesus, you sit at the right hand of our God. What, what a blessing. And we can know because Jesus, you told us that you were leaving to go prepare a place for us. And it is prepared. And Lord, I pray as we take this this bread and this cup that we remember that you sacrificed all for us and we are forgiven, completely forgiven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.